We said free Britney, not free Cosby. And the last time the Bucks were in the NBA Finals, the World Wide Web was not even around, and I was just one year old. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. We went, um, if you're listening on Upload Day, Tuesday, um, the official 4th of July, was on the 4th. That makes sense. On Sunday. So I went to see fireworks um, in the city we live in. I'm sure every city everyone lives in, they saw fireworks. But in Alpharetta, they do them downtown. And I went with our 17-year-old daughter, Olivia. And it was very crowded. And I pulled a Cadillac Jack. Because normally I would go right into Will's Park. That could Park. be painful every now and then. Yeah. I, could, I would go right into Will's Park, try to get like the, you know, first parking place. Premier. But I was tired. So I drove up and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pull a Cadillac Jack. I'm just going to plop my chair down in some grassy knoll area. Like near the fireworks. So that when the fireworks ended, I wouldn't get in the traffic. You can get out. Yeah, that is also, so you, though. It is. But if you're also away from the fireworks, you can see them better, you know? Yes. As opposed to being right there on them, like in the park, you would think. Yes. The only problem with that was I had to curate my own playlist. I didn't get, like, the Lee Greenwood, you know, God Bless the USA. So and, the city didn't have, like, a musical soundtrack. Well, I'm sure they did, but, I mean, it was oh, over at Wells like Park. two miles away. Right. Okay, yeah. So I had to pull my own up. And so... I thought, what do I go with? Like, everybody's got a different, you know, thought process on their playlist. Are you a Lee Greenwood, like, you know, Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA? Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, Toby Keith. Yes. Or are you a little out there and you're like, a, um, I don't know, Yin Yang Twins, like mm -hmm. a Salt Shaker and like Katy Perry? Like, what are you? So I kind of did a mismatch, mix match, you know, mix it up like a mixtape. And the people around me were not happy. This one man said, can you turn your phone down? It's like, I'm providing music. Like, you can't just sit here and watch fire. I mean, you couldn't hear the boom, boom. Like, all you could see was see them go off. It was like, okay, people. Like, I thought I was the DJ. Well, and it was also on your phone. How loud could it have been? It's not oh, like I had you were... it loud. Okay. Well, I mean, because you got to hear it. Right. And I thought I was providing music for everyone around me. So. But they didn't go. appreciate it. They didn't appreciate your, your effort, Donna. No, and honestly, I, it was a little bit of a letdown. Because if you don't hear Lee Greenwood, is it really the 4th yes, of July? Yes, it is. Okay. I've told this story before. Lee Greenwood makes bank on the 4th of July. What he does is he rents a private jet. And he flies to about five or six different cities around America, starting in the East Coast time zone and then ending in the uh, Pacific time mm -hmm. zone. And he lands and gets like an Uber. And they take him to the insert local city fireworks celebration Ballpark. or 4th of July celebration here. He performs, God bless the USA, four minutes and 12 seconds. He Ubers back to his jet and then flies to the next city and makes millions and millions of dollars in one day. But I mean, that's his day. It is. He doesn't have to work the rest of the year. He yeah. also rewrote God bless the USA this year. Have you seen that? And he joined no. TikTok. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's... um. I meant to pull some notes on it, but he, he, there's a new verse to it hmm. after uh, how many years, you know? Why was that necessary? Um, because he was fading a little bit. He felt moved. Yeah. I think he was fading a little bit. I don't mm -hmm. know that he felt moved. Mm. So thank you for your service to the city of Alpharetta, Don. You're welcome. I mean, you know, my favorite one that I really blasted loud was Neil Diamond. They're coming to America. 
you know did you have to download that one or was it already in your um there is a there's music. there's a playlist for everything so there's a fourth of july playlist okay so mm-hmm. you didn't curate it personally no, i didn't have time for all that okay yeah all right i mean i'm not i'm not a paid employee of the city bill cosby is a free man who no longer has to be registered as a sex offender what's more bill cosby can never be tried again for the crimes he was previously convicted of. We missed this story by about 20 minutes last week. We recorded uh, Thursday's episode of this podcast, and then the Cosby News broke that afternoon. Like, I don't think I got home yet. Um, little backstory here. Bill Cosby has been accused of, of sexual misconduct or rape by more than 60 women, but none of the other allegations have resulted in criminal charges. There was just one woman that made it to trial and he was convicted. Bill Cosby's lawyers, this is why this is going on, have long argued that his decision to sit for the depositions in civil lawsuits in 2005 and 2006 hinged on a promise from uh, the district attorney. The DA Donna said to Bill Cosby, listen, if you do these uh, depots and these civil lawsuits, I promise you Immunity. Immunity. So they couldn't use these statements that he had made in deposition against him during the trial in any kind of criminal court. Correct. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned Bill Cosby's 2018 sexual assault conviction. Uh, He was sentenced to three to 10 years. He's 83 years old, Donna. And like last Wednesday, he's, I don't know, like uh, what, what? in the line of the commissary or he's out on the, the courts playing the yard. playing horse or something with yeah. his boys. Mm. And over the loudspeaker, they're like, Cosby, come a bill. Please come to the front and bring your um, shampoo, your deodorant. And maybe he thought he was getting a visit from his lawyer or something. And, and suddenly he's at home eating pizza within an hour. A free man released on a technicality, Donna. I don't have a file for the story. I just, it, this makes me so angry. This, the whole thing makes me so angry. Do you think that they've been working on this since 2018? Like, why is this just, why did it just now happen? I, I think mean, that like, they have been working on it for sure. Um, and I'm, I would imagine Bill Cosby had an idea that yeah. it could happen. And he certainly knew that his attorneys are working on it. But I mean, when he went to jail, why didn't they say, hold up? Well, they have a new DA now. Oh. Uh, so the DA who promised him immunity for participating in the civil lawsuit depots. Where uh, he basically admitted that he had done these things. Drugged him. Yeah. yeah. All that. Yeah. Admitted to his crimes. Yeah. Here's Bill Cosby after he uh, got uncuffed. This is for all the people who have been imprisoned wrongfully, regardless of race, color, or creed. Because I, I met them in there. What? Yeah, it makes me mad. That was Bill Cosby. He, he called into a Philly radio station, WDAS. Now, when I saw the call letters, I thought that it was probably a news talk station. Right? Wouldn't you think? Yeah. It's an adult contemporary urban radio station in Philly. I wonder if they just like cast, like they were, a, cast a line and reached out to him. They're running a music bed under Bill Cosby. The first call that he's made after he is freed from prison. And they're running like a... Who would be a hot urban AC artist? I don't know. Usher. They're running like a, a an usher bed, a music bed underneath them. Here are uh, the attorneys that represented Bill Cosby following his release. And I want to say this about the 
Pennsylvania Supreme Court, they demonstrated that they were impervious to the court of public opinion, which, frankly, the lower courts were not. Mr. Cosby and I had many, many talks over the last couple of years. I predicted it, and we're here. It's a good day for the Cosby family. You know that I'm a big supporter of the judicial system yeah. in, in America. I'm a jury consultant. You're not, but go I'm ahead. A, uh, I observe trials. On your own time. All levels of court. Mm-hmm. I give attorneys notes about their clothes. That they don't want. Uh, witnesses notes about their hair. That things they don't like care that. for. Okay. This I find absolutely appalling. This makes me lose faith in the judicial system. See, here's the thing. It, but you can't blame Bill Cosby, though. No, but you it doesn't. blame it, the DA. I, it doesn't me because, I mean, I hate this story. This man is a rapist. He has been. There are so many women who came forward. This has been going on. People in Hollywood knew this. I, I mean, just it, it's just a, a horrific story. But at the end of the day, the judicial system is the judicial system. You can't say, you know, if the DA made that deal with him, then that's the deal. You can't say, oh, well, you know, in Bill Cosby's case, that really stinks because I don't like him and he is a rapist and he did this stuff. But if it was, you know, this other person that they should let him out. I mean, that's the problem, the the problem and the whatever you want to say. I mean, the, the point is, is that you have to live and die by the rules of the judicial system. You know, you can't pick and choose which person you want it to benefit and which person you want it to not benefit. What makes me so angry about the story, except for everything about it, is that he also makes the comment that there's so many people who've been, you know, imprisoned who have been wrongfully imprisoned. That's true. But he was not. But he was not. But that is true. There are people every day in the judicial system who are fighting to have an appeal heard, to, to have their case re-looked at, re-examined, because they were wrongfully imprisoned. This man was not. It'll be interesting to see what happens from Well, nothing here. can happen. No, I, mean, I just mean in his life. I mean, in his life. Well, he's 83. Right. And I he mean, has, has massive health problems, I think. Like yeah. diabetes. I think he has diabetes. Right. And is blind, I think, too. But right. I read somewhere he's going on tour. To do what? Like a comedy tour. Okay, well, let's let's see who shows up for that one. You may be surprised. Yeah, I may be, but it's just, it's terrible. Terrible. It's terrible, Hod. Terrible. It's just Ter- terrible. Terrible. All right, so this man that lives in Brookhaven, Georgia, which is uh, just outside of Buckhead, he is doing his uh, husbandly duties, and he's walking the dog. He leaves the back door open. This is at night last week in Brookhaven. And in walks a serval wild African cat, which can weigh up to 40 pounds and is illegal in the state of Georgia. Okay. Here's the problem with this whole story. I have lots of questions, as you know. Like, was the cat clean? Did he, like, look like, did he have a collar on? Was he sweet? All of this stuff. But nobody, Like an electric fence collar? Like yeah, a hidden fence? or Nobody cares about this. Here's the problem with this story. Okay? It's not that someone owned the cat illegally and that the cat got out and you know all this stuff the problem is the husband how many times has your husband gone to do something and you're like did you shut the door 
Did you close the door? Or, I mean, I ask you all the time so the cats don't get out. Make sure the cats don't get out. Are you sure you close the door? I'm not stupid. I know what I'm doing. Is that what I sound like? Well, Is that me? Just in general. That's what men sound like sometimes. Like, you know, I, I mean, why would I leave the door open? You know, they always have to say something back to you, like, to make you feel stupid. Like, why? I'm not stupid. Why would I leave the door open? Here's this woman just laying in the bed trying to get some sleep. And this husband leaves the door open and in comes this cat. It's not just any cat, though. Climbs on her bed. And you know, she's probably said before, like, he's like, what's going to happen if I leave the door open? Well, like a raccoon or something wild's going to get in. He's like, that's never going to happen. And next thing you know, she's face to face with this feral. Do we know he's feral? Everywhere I've seen the story says that. How do we know he's feral? I don't know. Somebody did a test or something. He's lived in a house somewhere. Well, that's just it. That that someone's pet. Yes. Here in Georgia. And if they find out whose pet it was, they're going to be fined. And, and of course, they're going to lose the um, serval. The serval. Which that's which a whole is, other issue. It's like from Tunisia or somewhere. They're, they're from Africa. How, how did the cat get here? Well, we're never going to know. Can because, you buy them on the black web? Oh, I'm sure. On the dark web. Yeah. You can buy anything on the dark web. But, you know, here's the thing. Like, he can't, whoever owns the cat could not just put up a sign that said, have you seen mittens? Call 555 yeah. yeah. Like have him there and be like, okay, mittens is missing. We don't know. We love mittens. We need to bring mittens back. They can't do that because then they've outed themselves as owning an exotic cat. What happens from here, Cadillac Jack? Well, they're tracking it. They're trying to find it because it could be dangerous. And they're, they're urging people that if you come in contact, we should name the cat. Think about that for a second. We're going to name the cat. Mittens. Okay, we'll go with mittens. If you run upon mittens and you're in Georgia... Um, they're telling you to keep your distance because these cats have very long legs and they can leap. They stand 22 inches tall, weigh about 20 to 40 pounds. So we'll say men's weighs 30 small head. This is like a, uh, this is like a bolo. Be on the lookout, mm-hmm. small head, large ears, a golden yellow to buff coat spotted and striped with black and a short black tip tail. I am fascinated by this story. I mean, like the cat just jumped on the bed and then jumped off the bed. What would you have done? I would have beat the crap out of you. I'm not kidding you. If okay, a serval ended that's, up that's on my the bed. Next day. That's yeah. the next day. Mittens is, has, has leapt from the floor in, in, in our master bedroom yeah. to the bed. You're in there reading a Danielle Steele novel or something. Mm-hmm. And, and, and playing so my digi games. That's it. You won $120 the other night. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I give you hell about playing the digi games. Unbelievable. That paid for a dinner Saturday night. Yep. Uh, anyway, so what would you have done? Like, would you have pulled up the the uh, the duvet cover to no, protect yourself? I, I think I would be like, oh, hi, how are you? Well, look at you. You're cute. Tried to pet him. Like, where'd you come from? Uh-huh. Okay. Like, this is a nice present. Again, the DNR, the Department of Natural Resources, is encouraging you to not do any of those things that, that you said that you would. I just find it fascinating that he jumped. It, it happened so quickly. He jumped on the bed. He jumped off the bed. Like, you would think he would, like, slither, like, panther style through the house. But he went back out the door, and this husband catches a picture of him. And like the little kitty cat's kind of looking back like, mm, you're in trouble. You're in trouble, dude. And then he, Mittens was gone. Mittens gone. Mittens, mittens let himself out. And he's in like a Tony section of Atlanta. He's like down like in Brookhaven and Buckhead. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, mittens can hiss, cackle, growl, grunt, and meow like a kitty cat. I love that. So be on the lookout for Mittens, the African serval cat that was last seen in the Buckhead area. When we get home from the Appen Podcast Network, on our front porch will be two freezer bags. I thought you were going to say mittens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Two freezer bags full of dinners that we as a family chose for the month at dinneraffair.com. 
every month, 15 new dinner items are posted. You go in and pick the ones that you want. There are certain dinners, Donna, that you can get two or, or three of. If, if they're their family favorites. Well, and I got a text. This is how easy this goes. You put in the order last week. You picked all of our selections. You chose what meals we were going to have. You picked the sizes. And you know what? And then you picked the delivery date. And I got a text um, over the weekend that said that they would be arriving today in between this time. And it's not like, you know, when Best Buy is trying to deliver you a TV. Like, and you're like, like 3 a.m. to noon. Yeah, just stay there all day. This was like a two-hour window. And um, we don't even have to be there, but we will be. But I mean, you know, they're going to put the bags on the porch, contactless delivery. We're putting our old bags from last month on the porch for them to pick up and take with them. Um, and this is just like the easiest way to do a meal prep service. You're not, they're not coming in huge boxes. You don't have to unbox them and then try to figure it out. If you are listening to the pod in an area, not in the Atlanta area, you are also eligible for dinner affair. They do send those packed with dry ice and then they're super easy to like unpack, put in your freezer and go to work. And if you are at work, when they deliver in the Atlanta area, there's dry ice in the uh, freezer bags as well. So so they're good on your porch. Yeah, you don't Unless have to. Unless yeah, swings by. Comes by. And has the munchies. Yeah, but you don't, it's not something where you have to plan your day or, or worry about this delivery. This is the easiest thing. And I mean, talk about the best delivery. It's one thing to get like some light bulbs delivered from Amazon, but to get 15 meals delivered. Delicious, nutritious meals. I mean, that's exciting. Caddy 2021 is the discount promo code Caddy, C-A-D-D-Y, 2021 for 30 bucks off your first order, a very generous offer from Ken and Stephanie Wright. They are uh, owners and chefs at Dinner Affair. We have a small ask of you, three things if you don't mind. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. And I also want to look ahead. Uh, I had lunch yesterday with Officer Phil Ritchie and K-9 Raider. And we're launching season two of Caddy Wagon with Ritchie and Raider. Very scene. exciting. So uh, subscribe to uh, Caddy Wagon as well. Number two, invite and encourage three people in your circle to enjoy the podcast and listen to the end of each episode for outtakes and notes. Uh, from executive producer Carl Appen. And with us today again is uh, the, the wonderful, wonderful Preston Thompson. And show yes. our sponsors some love. Gallery Furniture, Gainesville, DinnerAffair.com, and the Paramount Hotel Group, including Home Two Suites by Hilton, Hampton Inn by Hilton, and Town Place Suites by Marriott. That now, Donna, is where guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast day. We've rehomed them. Yes. Now, did the original guest leave or are those being bussed over? Um, well, we had to clear the... Um, Clear the, the clear the, 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 what do the you dossier. Call yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Got it. At the front. Uh huh. So yeah, they're now at uh, the Paramount Hotel Group. A couple of those properties. guests were very liberal with the uh, mini bar. Yes. Yeah. All right. We're gonna add two to the Donna and Caddy Spotify hype song playlist. I don't think we have any cure. I don't think so either. Oh my God! I'm adding the cure. Uh, Friday, I'm in love. Okay, here's the thing about The Cure. You know, Robert Smith, so moody. If you're not familiar with The Cure, it's like this kind of, you know, moody emo band. Um, the Listening to The Cure reminds me of when I graduated from the University of Georgia and I was working. This is how old I am. Everybody else who's listening right now, including Preston, is like, okay, I was listening to The Cure when I was like three years old. But anyway, um, I went through this big emo phase. And it was like, it was, it was interesting. It wasn't just emo. It was like the Chili Peppers, Red Hot Chili Peppers, The Cure, and Morrissey. I mean, it's a wonder I didn't who? like. Do you know you don't know who Morrissey is? No, he's another. I know Alanis Morissette. No, not that. Okay. He's an English fella who's like very sad, and so it was like this sad emo music. I'm surprised I didn't like drive my car off the road. In college, it was after college. Okay. Again, I'm old, but I love The Cure, and um, they they're actually. 
they have a ton of hits. I mean, they've been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The only person who is the original founding member is Robert Smith. But they did kind of like usher in that emo area era because he was the first person to kind of like, I mean, other than like kiss, but I mean, to wear makeup and, you know, just so, oh, so like dramatic, dramatic. Yes. So adding the cure. How about you? Toby Keith has a new song. He's actually on three songs that are out right now. But uh, this is a solo song for Toby Keith. It's called Old School. And I've really been digging it because it reminds me of old school Toby Keith in a lot of different ways. I just learned that this song was written by Maren Morris and her husband, Ryan Hurd. Love it. If you had asked me five years ago if there would ever be a song written by Maren Morris and Ryan Hurd that Toby Keith Go ahead. would record, I would have lost my house if we'd bet on it because um, they're two totally different genres, sort of. Well, people yeah, and, and principles. Not really. We've talked about this before. A lot of people think that Toby Keith is a raving Republican, but in fact. We think, Donna. Well, he As has been, voting record. I mean, he ha- and he has been a very vocal Democrat for a while. People don't believe that, but he has been. You're also hearing Toby on a song with Brantley Gilbert and Hardy right now called "The Worst Country Song of All Time." Have you heard that one? I have. What do you think? I like it. Okay. I think it's good. Right. And uh, over the weekend, the holiday weekend, Toby released "Happy Birthday America," um, which he wrote after reflecting on a screwed up 18 months. So. Arrest my case. First new music from Toby Keith in like uh, six, seven years now. So old school is my selection, Donna. Let's go back to um, a previous pod and remind people about your, just briefly about your Toby Keith interview when you got this amazing interview on the, on the bus. Cause you spent a lot of time with Toby Keith, different eras of your life when you were in country radio. He, he, Toby doesn't like to spend time with an awful lot of people. He's just, he, Toby keeps to himself. Yes. Quite a bit. Always has. Very guarded. Uh, he was in town to do a show, I'm sure, uh, at a venue, you know, obviously a venue, hello, uh, probably Alpharetta at uh, Ameris Bank Amphitheater. And he had reached out and said, hey, man, come on and uh, come on the bus before the show and let's hang out and let's visit. And he had just launched his tequila, mm. I think. And we'll do some shots of tequila. Uh, so we did all of that. And I had a recording device because Toby had said, and he doesn't do interviews. And I hate the word interview. I always said conversations. Yeah. Um, Toby doesn't do sit down conversations with anybody in radio anymore. But he was like, you know, we'll, we'll sit down, we'll record something for your little morning show. Mm. I was like, well, thank you, Toby. So um, I get on the bus. He's a big old intimidating man, big, too. I'll include a photo from the moment that this happened that you're getting ready to hear about because people that have seen the videos ask or, or see the photo ask me, are you sitting on his lap? I swear, you were like all up in his face. Okay, I was yeah, not. Yeah, it was like you were like his little son sitting on his lap. Okay. Yeah. So the recording device you will see in the photograph of me holding as I talk with Toby Keith, um, great, great conversation. I mean, he was he was forthright. He was funny, funny, and he's a very funny guy. He was all of those things, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is perfect for tomorrow morning. We had teased it the morning before, as you're supposed to, in radio. Listen tonight, gonna hang out with Toby Keith for a little bit. Send me your questions, so you have the listener angle that you want me to ask him, and uh, be listening this time tomorrow. For an exclusive conversation with Toby Keith. First time he's talked to anybody on radio since 1970. And I get off the bus. And I forgot to hit record. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And that's really never happened. I hired a former FBI forensic investigator to comb through this device to look for. Which was your phone. The 20 minutes of audio. Yeah, he had to sign a non-disclosure agreement for me through my phone. But before I turn my phone over to him. Um. 
20 minute conversation, Donna. And I did not have it. So at 720 the next morning, you have tens of people tuned in to the radio to hear my conversation with Toby Keith. Hundreds of thousands. Tens of people. And I was like, listen, here's what happened. I don't have it, but it was a really, really good time. <laughs> but I forgot to hit record. Had that ever happened to you before mm-hmm. in 26 no, years? No. And that's like the biggest mistake, obviously, the biggest mistake you can make in radio or broadcasting. Um, and the FBI guy who swore to me that he'd be able to find it. Like, he he drove up from like Macon or mm. something. Uh, couldn't even find it. So wow. It was terrible. Just terrible. It was terrible, Don. All right. Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani tied the knot over the weekend. We've talked about this. I thought they'd been married three times no, before. No, no, no. What happened is they, they got engaged and then then the, the last week they went to the courthouse and got their papers. Got the paperwork. She's so, had a bridal shower. I've seen that. All like, of that. Yeah. So they got hitched. On the property where he built. The chapel. The chapel. He yeah. and you had there was a lot of question in a previous pod. He didn't build the chapel, he had the chapel built. No, he built the chapel. That's what it says. I, I'm still not convinced of Blake Shelton. Board by board and nail by nail. He was out there hammering. So that's a bit of country music news. And uh, Alabama played Bridgestone Arena in Nashville over the weekend, the first uh, show at Bridgestone in like 500 days. Uh, Alabama's doing their 50th year celebration extravaganza jamboree tour. And uh, Martina McBride was Friday night, the special guest. Saturday night, it was Tim McGraw. He looked fabulous. Tim McGraw had never seen Alabama in concert before. Is that the craziest fact? That's a great show. I was watching, I had a bunch of friends. That, no, I, who doesn't love Alabama? It's like going to see Brooks and Dunn or someone. I, I saw a bunch of people posting from the show at Bridgestone, and it was like, the songs were so good. I mean, because you just remember every Alabama song. I know we've seen Alabama before, and I know you're getting ready to say something. Well, however, if you watch them with your eyes closed, because maybe you don't want to see you. how old Thank they've you. gotten. Thank you. Then, and how little effort they put into it when okay. they're on stage. Well, and I'll share. The, I'm going to tell the story. But the music's incredible. It is the song that Tim Tim went on stage and performed with him. Did uh, "Lady Down on Love," and he was so excited. Um. I think this is the fifth tour that Alabama is doing and saying that it's their last. We saw them at the Georgia State Fair, Fair in, in Perry. Perry, Georgia, I think maybe 15 years ago. And they're like, this is it. Thank you for coming out. Randy Owen came out in what could best be described as a pair of Old Navy um, gray old man sweatpants mm-hmm. and a just a, a gray T-shirt that you would like wear to, to – to paint your garage mm-hmm. or something and a pair of sneakers. He was ahead of his time. He had on like white zips and he had no idea that the white tennis shoe craze was going to take off. He was way ahead of his time. Put on some rhinestones, Randy Owen. It's Randy Owen Donna of Alabama. And if you remember, he's just, he's not even, he's just looking around, He's looking up at the ceiling when he's singing. She's a lady. Down, he's looking at the Ferris wheel, you know, going around <laughs> the fair down. He just wander. He'd wander around the stage. Yeah. You know, and like he'd wander off at times. Yes. And, and you could hear him, but you couldn't see him. <laughs> and it's like he got lost or something. He'd cut, go out one door and come through another. Would he not? I'm serious, yeah. though. Yeah, he would. Because I was, I was disappointed. Oh, uh, well, come. I wasn't. I'm not disappointed with the music, but I know what you're saying. But I think they're old. It's a sh- be a showman. You're an entertainer. But he's old. Although I will say now, Kenny Rogers, although Kenny Rogers was kind of like. He wore that purple jacket. He did. He'd throw the tambourines. Yeah, right, you know what? Kenny had, You're right. Kenny, had, Kenny combed his hair. Randy didn't even comb. Randy had not combed. It was a Friday show. 
in Perry. Randy had not combed his hair since Tuesday. Well, at the show at Bridgestone, he had on a T-shirt and a pair of jeans. Yes, just Saturday night, this past Saturday night. And you know, then old Tim it was the same T-shirt he wore in Perry. Well, I don't know about that, but then old Tim McGraw saunters out and looks like a million bucks. He does. God, he, he does, and sounds like a million bucks. Oh God. So that's that. Yeah, let's go back for a minute uh-huh. to uh, Blake Shelton building the um, chapel right. at his house. Mm-hmm. You did something that surprised all of us in the family this weekend. First of all, you called me and said Saturday night, I've got a surprise. And I'm like, oh my gosh. We're going we, to Harris. Yeah. Are we going to Harris? Are, are, are we going to the beach? What are we doing? We're going to see Luke Holmes yes. at, the, at the wharf yes. in Orange Beach. No, we're not. Come home. Just come home, Donna. I know. I should have downplayed it much more. Yeah. But I was very excited. No, I was excited. But it wasn't, I like, I was thinking it was like. It was so out of character for me. But yes. you've been on me for years to clean out the garage. Yeah. And. Um, well, if you have a garage, which probably most people listening, maybe you do, maybe you don't. It's like, it gets dusty. It gets spider webs. It's, it's like gross. And like, I have cleaned the garage before. I did a massive cleaning one weekend when you went up to see your dad, if you remember. I was like, okay, I'm just going to get this done. Mm-hmm. And that was probably four years ago. Um, and so you cleaned the garage. But what? What, what the whole point of the Blake Shelton thing is, you know, his neighbor saw him out there building the chapel and was like, oh, jeez. Seriously. What am I going to have to do? Saturday morning, I go down the driveway to go to the convenience store or something. And Jesus, our neighbor, is power washing his driveway. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Jesus. It's a holiday. Come on. Come on. You're making us look bad. He's always like, he, he gets his, his shirt off. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus. Well, put your shirt on. And he's got like flags and he's like, he's always working in his flower beds and doing stuff. And this man is like head of global logistics for like Latin America UPS. So, I mean, it's not like he's got a lot of time on his hands, you know, and he's out there doing his beds. And yes. So I think that like spurred you up, you know, so those neighbors. I took can my get top off and I looked up at Lisa Pardo, our neighbor to the left and did a little shimmy for her. And the sweat just, I mean, just started it looked like a look like it was raining off my titties. <laughs> Because they were so, <laughs> it was, I was so sweaty, you know, and I have titties, you know, so it okay. was, uh, it was sorry, oh. sorry about that, Lisa Pardo. All right. Well, now you, now you wish you had not gone back to the Blake I really do, but I appreciate, story, right? I appreciate you cleaning the garage. It's the little things in marriage that it's things like that, that surprise people in marriage. If I'm honest here, yeah. it's not the big, I mean, yes, the big extravagant things are fantastic, but when you do like small things like that for, you know, someone. Preston needs to hear this because he just got married. Like that makes such a difference. It's those things because basically it's like if someone says, hey, you know, and you do this a lot, what can I help you do today? Let me take something off your list. Right. Those things are big deals because it actually means that somebody is thinking about you and that they care. That's, still, a, little, that's a little marriage tip. It's a work in progress. I still have a couple of corners I got to get to. You know, and there's only four, you know, yeah. so I, I, but at, it looks I'm good. at 50% right now. It looks well, thank good. You, Donna. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, we... Went out to eat Saturday night to a new restaurant. Had a great time. Uh, we're we're child we're, we're childless over the weekend because we're always childless on the fourth. It's weird. Yeah, we've got to start planning something bigger. We used to always be out of town on the fourth, yeah. and now Olivia is usually with her boyfriend because they do a big fireworks thing at his neighborhood, and Charlotte's usually with her friends. She's at the beach with a friend right this now week. this week, and so we're always like, okay, here we are. So we decided to go out to eat and and had a really nice time on the way home. There were two ways to get home, all right? And I said, Donna, real quick, hit ways. 
and put in home because I'm curious at this point right now, I was at Windward Parkway on Windward underneath Georgia 400. I said, I'm curious uh, if it's going to take me down Deerfield to get home or if it's going to take me all the way down uh, Cogburn, what are those roads we live off of? Yeah. Uh, Hopewell, all that kind of. And uh, it said to go down Hopewell. I would have lost the Waze bet. And you said, do you think Waze knows what it's doing? Yeah. Does Waze know best? And I say, yes, every single time. I was going to the airport the That's last time. That's where get you. That's where Waze is like, you have to rely on the Waze is the airport. Because you always think you know better. It was about know? 40 miles south of where we live. And there's two ways to get there. You go straight through downtown Atlanta on the connector. Or you can take the west side wall on 285 all the way around. And uh, Waze was telling me to go, I don't know, we'll say downtown connector. And I thought, ah, that can't be right. There's traffic down there. I'm not, I'm not driving to downtown Atlanta to get to Hartsville. I'm going to take the west side wall. Of course, you get about three miles on the west side wall, and five of the six lanes are shut down for freaking construction or something. Waze knows best, and, and you should not second-guess Waze. No, and I told you, it's kind of like God in the Bible. If you want me to bring religion in here. You know how you're like, okay, okay, like you feel like, you know. You're smarter than Waze. Yeah, or you're, you're smart. Not, well, and you're smarter than God. You're like, I got this under control. I've got it. And you're like, how's that working for you? Like, do you really want to do your thing? Or like if, if one door opens and you're like, ah, I don't know, maybe I should go this way. My gut, whether it's God, spirituality, Buddha, whatever you believe in, it's like, you know, your gut tells you something. You're like, no, nah, no, nah, I think I, I'm, I'm going to do it this way. It never works out well. So Waze on. Google Maps and Waze are both owned by Google. I didn't know that. I did not either. Uh, Waze doesn't ask permission and automatically offers up directions to get you around obstacles all in the name of getting you somewhere in the shortest amount of time. It's also um, uh, crowd, you know, or, or car driver reliant. In other words, it's, yeah. it's everybody sharing information about construction and stopped vehicle, things like that. And sometimes uh, they, they have the police feature. All right. And so if you see a, a law enforcement officer, Fellow Wazers, as they're called, can can report them pretty accurately as to where they're sitting, running radar or, uh, you know, whatever they're doing. protecting, protecting the world is what they're doing. But I think that feature is actually detrimental. No, I oh. like it. Okay. I mean, because right. I think that's one of the best features. Like, I don't, you know, like when a car stopped in the road. Okay, yes. Is it, But my thing is, like, then you have to participate. It, like, Waze will keep asking you, is it still there? No, thanks. Is it still there? I'm like, I'm driving. Listen, I don't have time to. to well, but a Wazer in front of you took the time to report. I know, but I don't have time breakdown. to corroborate the story. I'm driving and probably putting on my mascara. So that drives me a little crazy. But I do love the police feature. Like, okay, yeah. I'm surprised hidden. to hear you say that. Yeah, and they're like hidden. You know, they're doing their job. Yeah, but they're hidden, you know, not, not always. I mean, there are laws as to how they can. They, they're very specific laws as to mm -hmm. how they have what direction they have to be pointed in. I'm going to get well versed in those. Because where their trigger so, is. Someone told me that if you get that, if you get pulled over by someone who's a policeman who's hidden, they can't give you a ticket. Here's if they weren't it. supposed to be hidden. I'm going to go with Richie. Get all Candy this. Wagon with Richie yeah. and Canine Raider. We'll address that in season two, episode one. S2E1 coming soon. I hear you, but also like Richie, he's very by the book. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. He he's Again, he's a police officer, Don. Right. But like his whole, he never has signed on to my turn left on red. You know what I mean? He's like, no, that's dangerous. It's illegal. Enough already. Here's what Richie will do as well. If he's running radar, like on 400, he'll open up the Waze app on his smartphone and when someone reports him, he'll unmark the notification that says police are reported ahead. Okay, now that's sneaky. Isn't it? On his part. Yeah. 
Does that he have way. time to do that and run his little gun? Yeah. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to it. Okay. I'll run the gun sometimes, and he'll work the ways out. Okay, but, that is um, a lawsuit. Yeah, but um, he, he will actually unmark the notification so that people coming, you know, after the person who reported him won't necessarily know until another Wazer sees him and reports it. You know, sometimes it does, he's he's not, like, uh, uh, absent for long on the right. app at all because people are quick. You know, Wazers are very, um, they're very proud of the work that yes, they do. Yes, well, it's a community. It's a movement. Atlanta Hawks mm. will not be going to the NBA Finals. Mm. So we went out to dinner, as I said. Um, you asked our waiter if the gravy that came with the fried chicken was spicy, and he says, that's relative. Yeah, very dismissive. It's a yes, no question, sir. Is it spicy or not, dude? Well, he's one of those like proud people who probably like downs a bottle of Pete's like every day and thinks he's so cool because he can like withstand all these you know, hot foods. But I just wanted to know, is it spicy or not? In fact, I got it on the side, and it was. Had a couple of drinks, and we were determined to go out and watch Game 6 Saturday night. What? Are you looking ahead? Yes. Okay. We didn't make it, though. Okay. We had to go home. Okay. All right. Yeah. And check on the dogs. Well, because everybody's setting off fireworks. And so I knew that our dogs were outside and I did not want them to run away or be scared because, you know, with the 4th of July being on a weekend, that's bad Friday, news. You heard Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you'll hear them tonight. Because bad news. We're, my, we're recording on Monday, of course, for Tuesday's upload, but... Somebody's got a few left over. Seriously. Yeah. That they got to get rid of. Um, so about midway through the fourth quarter, we're sitting on the couch at home. We hadn't left. And, and Donna keeps... We keep asking one another, are we ready to go? And we both were, you know, you'd be like, ah, eh, let's wait another five minutes or whatever. So at that point, I didn't want to go anywhere. I was home. I was We had content. been to a party the night before. All yep. I wanted was some Krispy Kreme donuts through Uber Eats. And I said, you know what? We really don't need that either. No, because they'll kill us at this point. We'll get the donuts, but we're going to end up on Dateline. All right. So your Hawks, you say, you know, I, I'm not mad at them. I, I'm, I'm just so proud of them. I thought it was a great series. You know, I, it made me sad because they, they, they really mounted a comeback, but it was too little too late. You know, but it was just so great. It was so great to see the city rally around the team. Um, and I think, you know, what? The, it wasn't just the Trey Young show either. I've talked a lot about Trey Young because I think he's so cute. And he's a great, mm -hmm. just a cute little player. Just a great player. He's a little boy, Donna. You're 55. He's not a little boy. He's a grown man. I mean, I'm talking about him like he's a little boy, but he's a grown man. But the point of this is that there are so many great players on the Hawks team. And I think that came out that even when he was hurt, that they they won. Name, they, name two others. Uh, Kevin, the little pale fella, and then Collins. Oh, I, love, I like him too. Okay. But I think they've got a great team, and I think it's going to be a, a, a dynasty to come. So the Bucks advance to the NBA Finals for the first time in a really, really long time. The last time the Bucks were in the Finals, the World Wide Web, the internet, y'all, was not even around. That seems sus. Apple did not exist. AT&T, well, of course they wouldn't because they all basically use the web. But Tesla, Facebook, none of those. I was one year old the last time the Bucks went to the finals in 1974. Wow. It's been an incredibly long, 47 years for Milwaukee fans. But um, And they were fired up. You know how on TV they would show like the um, split screen, like the Hawks would be playing and then they'd show all the fans in Milwaukee. And I mean, it was like, mm, it's going down. They're going, they're going to flip some cars. Now, I did the other night when the Hawks won. I was, like, motivated. I thought, I'm going to go flip a car. But I couldn't figure out whose I wanted to flip. 
Like, do I go downtown Atlanta and like go for it? Or do I just flip Kelly Christians, you know, Ford like Explorer? Down the, the cul de sac. Yeah, down in the cul de sac. Do I flip her Explorer? What do I do? I have always wanted to flip a car though. Like getting that, yes, getting that like spirit, like, you know, when your team wins and you just not destroy your city, but flip a car or two, you know? Put it, I put it back after I flipped it, but I mean, maybe next season you'll have that opportunity. I hope so. Gosh, I hope so. Here's how the finals are going to come down. Uh, if you're listening on upload day Tuesday, July 6th, tonight is game one, Milwaukee at Phoenix. We have a lot of pot peeps in Phoenix. Yes. Uh, cheering for the Suns. Uh, Nine o'clock Eastern tonight, ABC is going to have the game. Game two is Thursday, this Thursday, July 8th. Again, Milwaukee at Phoenix, nine o'clock on ABC. So, and that's uh, best of seven, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done now. With the Hawks? Well, I mean, just with basketball. I just care about the Hawks. I don't care to watch the games anymore. Will you be queued up for the first game of the new season? Yes. No, and and in fact, I was going to ask you, do you think we could get season no. tickets? Oh, I like that. I mean, I'm so excited. No, we can go to Massey's. Massey's. I just love the energy, too, of like, it's different than baseball. Baseball is such a sleepy sport. Like, this is exciting. I was yelling at the TV. I was so excited. Yeah. Come on. Marv Albert, too. You thought you were Marv Albert. You were trying to call the game. And it was his last. I was like, Donna, let Marv has his, let Marv have his moment. You know? I mean, he's been calling games for 55 years. He called his last game in Atlanta. And you're trying to out, out, out show off and outdo out Marv Albert. And it's just me and you in our living room. I know. Who? Out Marvin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gallery furniture. Shop now, pay later. You can take it home today. Many people do. We were up there for the uh, 4th of July celebration, parking lot party with that Lee Bryce two weeks ago. I'll say this about Donna Rogers. Um, she learned from her father, the Wolfman, how to tie down an ottoman and how to tie down a recliner and do it right. You're not going to get out on Jesse Jewel Parkway or 985, God help you, and you lose a cushion or something. Yeah. It's not going to happen. They're going to take care of you. If you go to another of the big box retailers, it's going to be 2028 until your furniture comes in. Well, right? and you're going to be paying for it. You're going to start paying for it before you even get it. And you're going to be paying for it until 2028. I mean, that's the thing. The The great thing about gallery, aside from the fact that they are a local business, you're spending your dollars locally. So important right now is that they offer financing on site. They offer delivery. So many people came through the doors who were like, I just need one thing and ended up buying two or three things because the prices are so great. Every single person who came up to me said, I cannot believe the deal that I got. You know, because a lot of these people, and I'm sure people listening, have been shopping around furniture and they kind of know what they, it's like, you know, anything else, you know what you, what you have in your budget and you know what you think it's going to cost you. But a lot of people who came up there had enough money left over from what they had budgeted to buy something else because the prices were so great that Donna offers. Recliners lined up like jets at Hartsfield. Recliners from two ninety nine at Gallery Furniture, a sixteen thousand square foot showroom and warehouse, sixteen hundred Browns Bridge Road. Ask for the Wolfman.com Gallery Furniture. We are firing the music back up with a new music series on the south side of town. We're gonna head to Noonan, Georgia for music in the meadows. Um Jamie Bendel, who is a very dear family friend of ours and is a comedian and he does taxes and he's an attorney and uh, just a, a great dad. And I'm, I, I've told Jamie Bendel this before. He pisses me off sometimes because he's such a good dad. He's a good girl dad. Um, Jamie was down at the venue at Murphy Lane in Noonan a couple of months ago doing a uh, some comedy for like the, I don't know, Coweta County Chamber or something. 
we saw him up here maybe a couple of days later and he said hey i know you guys are always looking for venues to uh to have music events you know and and just like uncorked at the painted horse he said i was down at this place and you really ought to check it out and i spoke to hank and kara lane the owners and they were familiar with you and and listened to you back in the trust radio days and um have been wanting to do music at their venue so here we are fast forward six months later maybe a couple months later 88 acre beautiful beautiful um farm cabins on it donna these huge oak trees everywhere it's gorgeous barn and so that's what we're going to plant ourselves for the next uh six shows maybe music in the meadows is what it's called and we're going to launch with jeffrey Steele. now these are the singer songwriter uh shows where the people that actually wrote the songs that you hear on the radio, like uh, for Jeffrey Steele, Shotgun Rider, These Days from Rascal Flats, Meanwhile Back at Mama's, uh, Knee Deep from the Zach Brown Band, Raise Him Up from Keith Urban. Um, remember Gone, when he did Gone, it's uh, yeah. Uncorked. So I mean, good. people that couldn't, like were in wheelchairs, got up and and, and stood up and, and sang and danced. That's how powerful it was. Well, and a lot of people have said um, you had Jeffrey Steele at Uncourt. And Jeffrey Steele is one of our favorite artists to bring in um, to any venue because he is not only is he an amazing songwriter, he's also an amazing performer. Yeah. You know, sometimes um, and nobody loves songwriter series more than us. But sometimes you go see the songwriters and. Frankly, you'd rather have seen, you know, the person who sang it because, they, you know, they've written the song. They're not necessarily a performer. Jeffrey Steele is a true performer. Um, and you will be amazed at how well not only his interpretation of the song, but it sometimes is even better than the people that ended up recording it. Um, and ladies, I've said this before, he's got great hair. He's a good looking man, looks like a rock star. Um, and people are always saying to us, you never do anything on the south side of town. And here we are. And here we are. We're coming to Noonan. So if you've been one of those people who gave us a hard time, we need you to come on out and help support Music in the Meadows. It's another Trace Amigos production hmm. with Jody Jackson, Donna, and myself. Music in the Meadows featuring Nashville songwriter, two-time Grammy nominee, I believe. Yep. Jeffrey Steele. It is going to be July 29th, Gates at 6, Music at 7. We're going to get you home by 10. And and I guarantee you that. All right. It's a thir- This first show is a Thursday night. So we're going to make sure that you're home by 10. Uh, Jeffrey's going to hit, you know, we're going to have an opening act, but Jeffrey will be on about 7.45. He'll, we, we had to pull the plug on him at Uncork yeah. because he was running over because he was so excited to be there. We also, with this series, have decided to partner with local charities down in Noonan and in, in Coweta County. And so we're going to launch on July 29th with Backpack Buddies of Georgia. And what they do, Donna, is... They send home uh, kids and young adults that may not have snacks waiting on, on them at home. They send them home with a backpack full of snacks. I love this organization. For the afternoon, for the evening, on the weekend, like on a Friday, they get like three days worth of snacks. Yeah. So with the school year getting ready to launch for everybody, but down in Coweta County as well, uh, we decided to partner with Backpack Buddies and make them our charity for, for this show. And we're actually going to be collecting on site at the concert um, items that they they need to put in these backpacks and we want to stock their shelves for the entire school year with things like uh, uh you know mac and cheese boxes and granola bars and um oatmeal and uh, ramen noodles and things like that so music in the meadows jeffrey Steele, july 29th and it's going to be a good time and we will see you down there and um 
And tickets, the most important thing is tickets are available right now at bigtickets.com. Bigtickets.com. And we'll put a link in the the Saturdays to the letter. Text left on red, no spaces. Red is the color, R-E-D, to the number 22828. Two pot peeps for this episode of My Second Act. Um, Last episode, you heard us read something from Candace Patrick Anderson. Well, she's back. Well, explain everybody. She came out to the gallery... uh, the she, parking lot party. The parking lot party. And you were recording the episode. We were recording the episode with um, Donna and um, everyone else. And so she didn't get a chance to talk to us. And so she was out there buying furniture for a house that they're having built. And I had suggested mm-hmm. that when she ordered her furniture, you mm-hmm. go on the truck and help deliver it. They made, Candace wrote, that I was a pod peep. I swear if you don't deliver my furniture, this is happening. My house won't be ready till around November or December. I know bad timing to build a custom home, but Caddy, you have to deliver my furniture when it's time. I have replayed this 100 times and made everyone listen. You cannot let that woman down. Candace, I'm there. And she used three exclamation points. That's when you know you want something to happen. Uh, Maria Roswell reached out on the podcast text voicemail line, and it comes straight to my smartphone, 770-464-6024. Hey, y'all. I love it when it starts that way. Hey, Mm y'all. Hey, y'all. Regarding Kroger team drivers. All right. The conversation recently was about uh, the It Takes Two by um, Rob Bass or Tom yep. Oak or somebody. The Kroger commercial. That, that Kroger has licensed to um, get your your papayas to your local Kroger quicker. I don't know. I think there are laws dictating how many hours a long haul driver can go before they have to take a break for several hours. I'm guessing that putting two drivers together allows the truck to keep going while one driver sleeps. But Lord, I hope they're at a truck stop when they switch drivers. Because I said, how do they do that? They just climb over each other's laps. What about the gear shift? Well, I mean, they can pull over. Like, just put your hazards on. I did my research, though. Kroger's 18-wheelers are single cab uh, 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 fronts, okay? They're they're called day cabs. They don't have, like, the sleeper. Okay, like, you are obsessed with this Kroger situation. Uh, we have got to get I a Kroger. I want to get to the bottom of it. We'll get somebody because in marketing. We need a Kroger employee. I I, I agree with Maria Roswell. I that, do too. That it has to do with team driving and, and laws and hours, and you can only be behind the wheel for so long. But uh, they use those uh, single cab trucks. It's an interesting concept to put your marketing plan behind. Like you would think they would put it behind, I don't know, something. How fresh their nanners are. Yes, something like or that. Or something. Yeah. But or prices. Tag team driving yes because it takes two and they paid a lot of money for this song too audio for this episode from wdas radio in philly our thanks to preston thompson host of the georgia politics podcast and the drafted podcast both are produced through the appen podcast network new episodes on tuesday and thursday of cadillac jack my second act we too are proud to be part of the appen podcast network 